This is going to be the best one that you've ever done. This is going to be the best one that we've ever done. It already is. Rhiannon, thank you for joining me. Hi. You are a uh, repeat guest. Uh, I think the first repeat guest that we've had on. So yes. congratulations for that. We uh, ran out of all other people to talk to. <laughs> so uh, here you are. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, but how are you doing? I'm doing very well. I'm awesome. really happy to be back here for a second time. Very cool. Um, you called me last week after the uh, the maintenance conference, um, which I heard was a, a pretty solid event. Yeah. And uh, and you said, hey, there's some things that we should we should talk about. Yeah. And maybe part of a bigger discussion. And I know that there's a lot of people talking about um, this. We've been talking about it for like 10 years now mm-hmm. or more, yeah. um, but it's still a conversation today. And so, uh, which is interesting, right? Because um, uh, maybe, I think that there's been progress made in it, but maybe not the progress that um, we probably would have expected to see yeah. 10 years ago. Uh, so what is that conversation? Yeah, so <laughs> just got back from the maintenance conference. Um, was really excited to touch base with you for all the reasons you were definitely missed. Yes. Um, everybody noticed that you weren't there. So um, I know you had some FOMO on your side I of did. things. But... I had a little bit of FOMO, <laughs> but it's all right. We had something pop up here and just couldn't make it. But next year, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, but it was it was the maintenance conference. And you and I have talked about this before, and I've said it to many people. It's one of my most favorite conferences because it's so rich in the attendee list and it's rich in content and you actually have time to talk through things you know sure. some of those bigger shows they're great um but there's just a lot more going on and it could be a little diluted um just to get to some quality conversations and and to be able to talk about what it is that you're there to do in aviation sure. um so very excited to attend san antonio connect with a lot of people um i think the attendance was a little thinner than it has been in the past but it was a really good start to getting back into that conference routine um, and there were some of our favorites there to be able to talk through. So I was there with our blue tail team. So able to go there and uh, team up with uh, Roy and Jake and really get a chance to introduce myself back into the aviation world with the blue tail squad. Cool. Yeah. yeah. And congrats on the, on the new gig. Thanks. Uh, how's that going? It's going good. It was, cool. uh, we, the word we keep using is serendipitous and okay. the way that it all just kind of came together. Um, I think that anytime that you start a conversation it's very easy for you to keep talking about it and you get excited about it. Um, if you know me, I start to talk very fast and very loud because I'm excited and passionate about it. Sure. You should pay attention to those flags. And so <laughs> um, talking with Stuart and Roberto, those, the uh, founders of Blue Tail, that was just the way that it was. We just kept talking. It was a natural evolution. It was natural curiosity and then ideas, right? So um, I love the maintenance world. I love aviation. So it just kind of all came together in this really perfect storm. Cool. Yeah, yeah I've talked quite a bit with uh, with Bur- both Roberto and Stuart. And they you were can actually- call him Berto. Berto. He's okay yeah, with it. <laughs> yeah, I, I always do that. But um, yeah, they were actually the first guests on this podcast. Were they was, really? Yeah, they were. Um, so that was cool. And I've, I've stayed in touch with, with those guys as they're continuing to grow and build new products and expand. And it's uh, it's cool to see the- um, um, the gap that they're that they're filling yeah. in in, uh, in this space around you know 
digitization of records and digital record keeping and um and maybe so maybe you could talk just a little bit about what the company does and maybe some of the benefits that that yeah. customers are seeing through using this product yeah so um, what blue tail does is it digitizes all of your aviation aircraft records back to birth mm-hmm. um and you know what i'm seeing out there is it's completing the story because everybody is using software to track the maintenance of their aircraft at the stage in the game, whether it's a specific vendor or they're doing something homegrown. They're utilizing that for future forecasting and updating their aircraft records, right? Right. Um, but what's not being captured is that history. Um, and that's a big part of the conversation about, you know, what I want to dive in with you is because the Every department around, you've got these stacks and stacks of paper, whether it's boxes shoved into a corner or it's these file bins, you know, that they've got color coded or, um, you know, it's in some firewall, fire safe uh, vault area. But everybody's got paper and paper and paper. And um, you and I have had this conversation for so long as to, you know, why is that? So we'll get into that in a second. But, you know, where I step in now with the Blue Tail team is I can finally help with that side of the story. For years, it was working with operators to move their aircraft over to a preferred system, um, maybe one that worked better for what their goals were. But the conversation of what do I do with the rest of my records? How do I capture some of this data better? Right. How do I access this better? That that was always kind of left there of, you know, it, it was just this known thing. But now there's a solution for it. And mm-hmm. that's why I get so excited because there finally is a solution to provide you with the access to go paperless, to go digital. Mm-hmm. Um, put these records in your hands no matter where you are. So um, that's what, you know, talking to Blue Tail, that was knowing what their vision was, knowing that this is a real need out there. Um, coming together with some just great minds and that are open to other ideas because aviation still has some gaps that that (laughs) I think need to be filled and we're here for it we're here for that conversation and that's that is like the one-two punch right like Mm. the product is great and there's a team that's willing to work together and come up with ideas and collaborate and how to make it even better very cool I was a part of another team like that at one point yeah (laughs) I remember those days (laughs) um and so I I know at the conference there was a uh, a session Mm -hmm. uh or a discussion a panel let's say um, <laughs> let's call it a panel. Let's call it a panel um, around digital record yes. keeping. And so what, and I know there was, it was a heavily attended uh, session. There was a lot of feedback. There were a lot of questions around it. Tell me maybe a little bit about what that, what the topics were yeah. and maybe some of the questions that were popping up there. Yeah. So that was why I quickly called you, you know, coming back um, from the show was, you know, 10 years ago, you and I sat in front of a lot of rooms. You know, we kind of did a little a little tour yeah, uh, introdu- sure. with the goal being let's introduce, you know, flight docs. Let's talk about e-signature. That was one of our key parts that we were talking into. And very quickly, those conversations everywhere we went turned into the e-signature conversation. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what you're remembering is, but I remember looking out over these rooms we were at a Hyatt up in Atlanta and it just looked like everybody had their arms crisscrossed you know across them there was a lot of heads nodding like no this is not going to happen this is this is aviation it's just not going to happen right um and back then I mean even I was like wow okay you know it was it was a topic and it's something that we have together you know just through different conversations reapproached and reapproached and reapproached right so fast forward to this past week in San Antonio and um you know we have this panel discussion about going digital. What are the benefits of it? Why should you consider it? How do you do it? 
um, just kind of trying to hit it from all angles. And full disclosure, I was in the second row. I wanted to get really good pictures of Lee Brewster. And (laughs) (laughs) so I was in the second row. And as they're going through some of the conversation, my brain registered with, this is a no-brainer. Like, this, you know, this isn't anything revolutionary, right? Kind of like, what do we, I don't know why this is such a, a topic at this moment. But then we paused and we went into the audience to take questions. And that's when it started to get juicy. And I was really kind of, I even wrote down, I was like, got to talk to Greg. Can't believe that, you know, that we're still having this conversation. But it has switched, right? So um, it was a wide spectrum of um, ideas and opinions and feedback and different examples. And everybody wanted to kind of talk about it a little bit further. Um, everything from how do you do it? Like, how how do you do this? Right. Um, what does the advisory circular say? What 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 should we be concerned about? Um, sure. Does it affect different certificate holders? Um, so like it just it just blew up with questions. And that's when I got fired up of like, oh, my gosh, like we've been having this conversation a long time and it's still out there. So I think. Right. I think it's time to like, what can we do about it? What can we do to help people get across that speed bump of how do we do it? Sure. Yeah. And so I I know um, it is really interesting because we've been talking about this for so long. And like this trip to Atlanta, I think was in like 2012. Mm -hmm. So it would have been 10 years ago that we had technology that was able to, you know, bring people close to or there on electronic signature and electronic record keeping. Um, And when you talk about some of the regulations or the guidance around electronic record keeping, um, it goes back to like 2002, the original version of the advisory circular uh, 120-78 was originally written in 2002, which gave guidance around electronic signature and security and redundancy and backup. So we're on tenure. Uh, so we're on tenure, tenure yeah, terms, and, and right? so, you know, that was 20 years ago now mm-hmm. that, that that was originally written, which means that there was technology even back then that was starting to move in this direction that gave, um, that would give operators or maintenance providers the ability to Did they even have records. iPhones back then? No. No, I think no. I had like a, a razor, like a <laughs> hot like pink a palm, razor. Palm Pilot was starting to come out back then. Um, when I first met you, I had a BlackBerry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, luckily, I avoided ever having one of those. But um, but then, you know, there was another version of the advisory circular one twenty seventy eight A, which mm-hmm. was released in two thousand sixteen, which a lot of people on the maintenance committee. Uh, and that are part of the MBAA maintenance conference put a lot of work into in, you know, trying to bring that up to date in accordance with some of the um, some other regulations as well as, you know, some of the more modern technology out there. There wasn't, you know, iPads or what, you right. know, Wi-Fi. All these things are, uh, you know, technology that that's evolved quite a bit since 2002. And um, continues to evolve even since 2016. Yeah. That's six Rapidly. years ago. Um, there's there's a lot that's that's happened since that point. And so, um, it is really interesting that we're still having a lot of the same discussions. And I, I think that if I was to break that down into like four like pillars pillars or categories or, or whatever you want to call them, I think we're looking at. Um, 
And these are these are things that are pushing things forward, but they're also in some cases obstacles. Right. And so you have the people that are involved in the industry. You have the technology that's part of the industry. Uh, you have the financial aspect of mm -hmm. things and like buying and selling both planes themselves as well as services and and parts. Um, and then you has you, you obviously have the the regulatory aspect of things. And I think that in when you talk about electronic record keeping and e-signature, all of these are very much intertwined. Agreed. And and, um, and are affecting uh, each other in yeah. some ways. And so um I guess if we wanted to dig into like each one of those, mm -hmm. you know, starting with the people aspect, I think that there's um, there's some people that are obviously gung ho about moving things forward and and going electronic, and they've seen other industries that have moved into that area where you can buy a house, you can buy a car, right. you can buy. Uh, whatever, you know, you can uh, really, most records nowadays are electronic. Um, and so there are people moving that forward. There are also people in the industry that maybe have been around since, you know, doing it and have done. If it's not broke, right? Yeah, if it's not broke, don't fix it. And, you know, paper is the way. And, you know, if I want to get my hands on that record, I can. I can go in the cabinet and I could feel it. Because I've done it, it 250 that. times, right? And right? and not not discounting that, right? There right. is the there is the uh, the feeling of security of having those records and having them available, and you know, not wondering, you know, are they up in the the cloud the somewhere? Cloud, yeah. You know, what does that what does that mean? Um, and so there's there's definitely people that have uh, held held this from moving back, whether they were in maintenance or flight operations or on the broker side or from OEMs. Mm -hmm. And so I think that as time goes on, we are starting to see a, a change in uh, people's minds changing right. that have been part of the industry. And then you also have people that are entering the industry, right? Yeah. And uh, that um, have are very familiar with the technology or, or come from other industries that this would well, yeah, um, it's everywhere, right? Like, yeah, there's people coming up in the last ten years that this is just what they 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 know, right? Everything sure. should be easy. They have phones, they have their iPads with them. They're just used. They said like whether yeah. it's depositing money into a bank account, buying a car, like you're doing ninety percent of that electronically, and then you go into this incredible industry with these amazing aircraft that are flying in the sky. Um, and there, there's a lot of paper behind it. Right. So I think the, 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 what you were just saying, like that dis, the difference from what I saw with you that long that, that long time ago to what I just saw is most of the questions were proactive. And that mm -hmm. was that's where my brain started to like ting a little bit. I was like, right. OK, I didn't look at it from that angle. Right. Mm -hmm. Like the regulatory, you know, those conversations are there. Um, there are guidelines that are out there supporting, you know, different certificate and how to get there. Right. But I think you now have this industry that's like, okay, I'm open to it. It's everywhere you look, right? Mm -hmm. In any software that's out there now, that this conversation comes up. How do I access it? How is it secure? Um, can I get rid of this? Can I get rid of this paper? Do I have to stop doing that? Um, but now they're asking, how do I do it? And I discredited that in the past. I, I didn't realize that was going to be a part of it of how do I physically and mentally do this in right. my department? What sure. do I do? Other than like, hey, look around for some resources, right? There's companies out there to help you. But like, 
how do I adopt this? And how do I talk to my senior uh, management about it? And I get mm-hmm. them on board because I'm probably gonna have to pay for some support in some way, shape or form. Right. But when you look at like, all right, so there's people, technology, and regulatory and financial aspect of it. Um, I think those top two, the people and the technology, that is it, right? Because once we can give those guidelines, we can empower the people, we can support them with technology that's easy to absorb. Right. Makes sense, right? Um, then they can they can start communicating because it, it is a powerful industry. And when everybody joins in and, and everybody's on the same page, some magical things happen. Um, but you know, coming off at the conference, I didn't just call you. I called quite a few other people. <laughs> but um, talking to some of the people that attended it and trying to get their feedback. Like, how did you feel about that? Right. The overall gist that I got was want to have more conversation. Like, it was a good start. But there's more conversations. And, um, you know, one of the operators out of Texas, I wrote it down. He was like, look, I we want to we need a best practices. We've got to have a best practices and it needs to be backed up. And we you know, we all need to come to an agreement on this. um, Yeah, I think that that's something that should be done. And Mm. I, I don't think it's difficult to do. Yeah, well, I think, you know, as you obviously we're when you're talking about going electronic, Mm -hmm. you technology has to be involved. Right. Right. And I think that um, one of the why technology is um, obviously it's the avenue to get there, but it's also the obstacle today is because there when you look at aviation today and business aviation, there's still a lot of silos that exist mm-hmm. with the software, right? When you're looking at maintenance tracking software, flight operation software, where you're keeping all of the records. Um, and also that, you know, you, maybe I'm a part 91 flight department or a charter operator, and I do, let's say 50% of my work in-house, and the other 50% is being done at a service center, maybe at Standard Era, Westar, where, mm-hmm. wherever it may be, or you know, I'm even working with, you know, I had a tire changed out on the field in Fort Lauderdale by, you know, a random contractor, right? Right. And so um, these people aren't all working on the same platform. And so there's a disconnect between, you know, if you were doing everything in-house, I think it would be a lot easier of a discussion on like, how do you go electronic? Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that that's one of the, um, one of the obstacles that we're, we're facing is that there's things that are being done that are really outside your control as the as the so operator. So that, that leap between the silos is what you're saying is is that paper necessity, right? Like I'm in this silo on this platform right. or this resource. I have to get that data from here to here. Um, I, pr- right. Just print it. Just right. print it. Just you print know, it. we'll get we'll get that record and we'll stick it on a file cabinet. We have one record like this. We have another record like that. It's kind of like a mix and match. And I think that that in talking to a lot of people and in, in the discussions that I've had, that's one of the that's one of the bigger obstacles to overcome. And ideally, we get to a place where we're in a more type of integrated world where it doesn't matter what system you're you're working on. That flow of information can, you know, can move freely. Um, that I might think be that's a, further. It down might the road. be, a, yeah, <laughs> for sure. That might yeah. be a little bit of a pipe dream at this point, especially the way that the different organizations mm-hmm. kind of look at each other as competitors. competitors. Um, but 
we have to we have to utilize or kind of mix and match the technology to to get there. Well, I think this what you just said was there, there was two different options there or, or two different scenarios, right? Mm -hmm. So you've got the one scenario that's fully paperless, right? Right, few and far between. Mm -hmm. You know, fully paperless. They digitized all of their historical records. They have a you know electronic system supporting them on the operation side, on the maintenance side, um, and everything has got a beautiful API somewhere in the middle, right. and everything is pushing and pulling, right? So that's the one scenario. That that I think is what you're saying is like that. Sure. That's further down the road. That's pipe yeah. dream, right? The other one is you have somewhat of both, right? Mm -hmm. So that you you have the paper that is the structural workflow that's been there forever, and you've adopted some of the electronic, but at the end of the day, you end up printing that back off and you, you still have those paper. Sure. So do you think that, I mean, I think that one's gonna be the first milestone of- um, Yeah, I think so, and I think that there's great options between you know the technology that's out there to get to, where you know there's still paper involved in the process, but when you talk about your records, mm -hmm. they're electronic, and that's possible today with you know mixing and matching a few different products out there. And so, you know, this isn't something that we're talking about. You can do years down the road. I think that it's possible today. Mm -hmm. I think back to your point about the best practices side of things. I think that that's where it gets a little tricky in that. In yep. a lot of our conversations or talking to operators about the technology, the operators are looking at the technology companies and saying, you know, how do we do this? Or does your product get us here? And so the product only solves kind of one piece of the, the puzzle in regards to the technology. The other piece has to do with you know, when you look at the advisory circular out there for electronic signatures, electronic record keeping, there's a, a whole lot of stuff. I don't know what the breakdown is on like percentage, but there's a, let's, let's call it a 50-50 split. Part of it is what, what can the technology do? The other half is really about creating procedures and best right. practices within your operation. And so, I, it's tough because when you look at a technology partner that really only provides one piece of the puzzle, they can't deliver you those processes and procedures on a silver platter mm -hmm. because in reality, they don't know your operation. They don't know the ins and outs of it. They don't know about your, your team, your structure. And so I think that's one of the difficulties that the operators are facing and why they're still asking, asking these questions is because it, it it's it's not an easy thing to to tackle and so we've seen organizations that have made a big push for it right. and have put in the time and uh the commitment to making it work when you look at every flight department out there they may right. not have the resources to say like we're gonna we're gonna do this and uh, yeah time and commitment's a very real thing i mean everybody's always been busy but it's kind of even more so you know this time in sure history. Yeah. So I think those are kind of the, the two big things. Obviously, the, the regulatory side of it, you know, plays we'll into always this. Be there. Um, but, you know, there's guidance on on it. I think the other big thing that I, I believe was was talked about at this uh, at this panel, but, you know, I've had plenty of conversations about it is around the local 
regulators or, or the right, local FISDOs is that, you know, everyone, they, there's always a, a kind of a joke. Each one is independently owned and operated. Mm -hmm. And so while some of them are completely open to this, there are some that are completely not completely not. And so I think that there, there needs to be some work done around that on, you know, unfortunately having the public actually educating the uh, the regulators right. on the regula on the regulations that are out there um, and so that's that's another obstacle that I think everybody is facing is that they can't get necessarily good answers from their FAA representatives yeah. right I think I mean it's just it's becoming a hotter and hotter topic and some of the examples that people gave out there say examples horror stories about when their records have become compromised, mm -hmm. when they've been put in these situations, right? The value of your aircraft, um, that's that's a big number. So um, are you willing to put that on the line? Are you willing to, you know, to jeopardize not only the aircraft, but what the aircraft is there to do within your organization, right? right? Like, are you there to support making sure the aircraft is ready to go when your principals, when the organization needs it? Mm -hmm. Are you are you doing the things internally to make sure that your flight department is is on top of what it needs to be? Right. And, I, and I that that is it, right? Where I think people are starting to see that more and more. Um, why is there a delay? Well, I have to go look for something. Or I'm not even just like looking for something internally. Now think about like just traveling. Sure. Right? You're going international. You're going to take all of this with you. How are you going to access those records? Or you said like a contractor. Right. Um, so you think, I mean, all again, this is all intertwined. When you said technology, um, we talked about it a little bit ago of um, people just feeling a little uh, inferior when it comes to learning new software, mm -hmm. right? And they just don't feel like they're tech savvy or um, that they can do that or I'll just keep doing it the way that I am because right. that, that seems a little scary to me, you know? Um, it's a lot of education. And it's a lot of um, being open to asking for that type of support. But you said like going back to how do we provide the industry with a best practices? What, what needs to happen for that to appear and to be right. able to support this leap? Yeah, for sure. And, and I think... You know, I had mentioned the, um, you know, the value of the aircraft, and that's mm -hmm. where, you know, it said the third pillar of, of this would be the finance aspect of it and the financial implications of it, right? And so I think that there's a lot of questions when it comes to, you know, brokers are still very heavily involved in the process. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you may be comfortable with having electronic records is your broker, is the buyer, Right. Does is, it does it change the perception of value of your aircraft? Sure. Right. Like right. if I come to you and I say, you know, you, you're interested in buying my aircraft over this aircraft, the, the exact same, so to speak. Right. Um, is there a perception as you the buyer? If I have both. Right. Here's all my paper. Here's my digital as well. Or if I'm just like, no, everything's digital. Mm -hmm. Does that work? for or against the perceived yeah. value of your aircraft? Yeah, and I mean, you know, uh, I think that that's an open question depending on who you- It's a personality who too. Who you ask, yeah. right? Um, because if it were me personally, I'd love to see all of those records, you know, digitized. Right. Um, and if you talk to a lot of the brokers out there, um, they're very happy to get, you know, all the records electronically. And when you're talking about you know, doing a pre-buy inspection. Mm -hmm. When all of that is there, it's organized, it's, it's searchable, 
the quality of that pre-buy inspection is going to be significantly better. It's a lot easier to uncover. Again, make it easy, right? Issues and and um, and make sure that those records are are complete. When you're talking about doing it all paper, it's that's tough. You know, we're talking about thousands and thousands yeah. of pages of of records. Um, that's a well, that's a lot. Think, to sort I mean, just through. like natural, right? Like it deteriorates, right? It's paper, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, sure. at some point, right? Like, yeah. Even though you've got it, you know, protected with baby kittens surrounding yeah. it and all that good <laughs> stuff, like it does start to deteriorate at some point. But that goes into another part of the conversation. And I think identifying these four as topics, such I'm sure the aviation industry would love to weigh in on. Yeah. On how does it work for you and how does it work against you? Um, you know, one of the operators out of Texas said, you know, 22 boxes showed up on a FedEx truck after we bought our aircraft. And it was just kind of like, why, why do I have this? But nobody, nobody is ready to make the decision to say, you know what, you don't need this anymore. Scan it, shred it, and we're good to go. Nobody, yeah. nobody is at this point where they can confidently say, I will never need those again. Sure. You know, some people think that that's the way it is, but that, <laughs> that's it, right? Like, so we, we continue to tote around all of this paper, um, which it just, is it just dead weight? Does it add value? Right, sure. Is it slowing the process down, slowing yeah, people I, down? I, I would think so, yeah. um, but that's my perspective, right? And so <laughs> We share uh, the same perspective. Yeah, um, and so I think, you know, there, there's, there's obviously a lot of obstacles here. There's also a lot of people that are interested in overcoming those obstacles, yeah. and I think, you know, we wanted to do this as maybe a little bit of a preemptive discussion yes. to kind of throw out what are some of those problems and some of the things that we're hearing and some of the um, some of the uh, people that are involved yeah. in kind of progressing this um, this discussion and moving uh, the industry. How towards, do you honor each one of those pillars? Right. right, and and so what we wanted to do is you know get some other people involved yes. in this discussion and maybe it's a um, maybe it's an ongoing discussion that we that we have. So we'll uh, we're going to be planning something uh, around that to yeah. um, you know have a discussion with uh, with maybe but it's the two of us. It's ready. The industry is ready. Yeah, you for know what sure. I mean. Like we've we've I, we've waited for this. Yeah. Like they're ready. <laughs> let's help get these conversations yeah. together. Let's let's bring the experts in this aviation industry together and let's talk about you know. What do we need to do? What needs yeah. to happen to support this industry and in taking it to the next level? Yeah. So, yeah, I think the the people that we want to talk to are going to be um, different players from within uh, w- within the industry that maybe have different roles. And so, if you're listening to this and you mm-hmm. want to get involved in this to either you know maybe raise some questions about some of the things that uh, you've been encountering or if you're interested in providing feedback on some of the wins that you've had yeah. in implementing this. So whether or not you're in the maintenance side of the well, world, the wins operations, and losses. Yeah, sure. You know? We, we, we kind of want to want to be able to bring some real information yeah. to the table um, rather than us two just talking about the problems of it. Um, but people love to hear yeah, us talk about problems. I know. Um, but so, you know, whether you're an operator whether you're uh, a broker, whether you are a regulator, an owner. Um, If you're hearing this and you want to get involved in this and be able to share your story, um, give us a shout. We'd be happy to talk and and see if there's ways that we can uh, get this information out there. We have some ideas and we want to hear from the people who live it and breathe it all day long. 
Um, you know, the the very first time we ever did this, I made you put up a photo of yourself surfing <laughs> to try to let the industry know us a little bit better. I think we've evolved from there, and so has the industry. You so. can still put up a picture <laughs> if you want. <laughs> well, I'm excited for this. I, I'm just I, I'm excited that I'm still around to be in this industry and to see it kind of progress in the right direction, and that people are open to it now, and that they're they're looking for solutions so yeah yeah let's let's keep the conversation going let's make some change cool i'm excited about it but i can tell yeah <laughs> <laughs> thank you for for stopping by it was good to uh to dive back into this stuff and um get my get my brain going back on yeah. it because it's been a minute since we've really dug into it but um yeah we're gonna be continuing this discussion so keep an eye out for it um probably gonna be doing something on a on a live stream um, and get people involved where you can get involved in Q&A and, and all that good stuff. So um, stay posted. That'd be great. Well, right. Thank you as always. See ya. Have a good time. Bye.